Wonderful. Well, it is so great to be with you all here today. And big shout out as well to Kingsgate Leicester, everyone joining at home online, particularly Christine in Scotland, who I met a couple of days ago, and my beloved Cambridge family. Isn't it wonderful to be together as a whole church family as we continue this series? And um, a few months ago, I was asked to prepare a message on Mary for this series. And so I thought, well, there's lots of places I could go for this. We could go into the culinary world. Mary Berry, 80 years of baking. What can we learn from that, maybe, or maybe not? Um, How about uh, they're ever popular, especially with our friends across the border, Mary Queen of Scots, a bit of political intrigue, maybe. Or the pop world, Mary J. Blige, learning to live without you, baby. Well done. But I thought, no, Chris, no, come on. Come on, we're on women in the Bible here. Let's get serious, let's get sensible. So, so I went to my Bible, opened my Bible to try and find Mary and found eight Marys uh, that I could choose from. Uh, commentators say some of them are maybe the same person, just different descriptions. So I went through and in the end, you know, I found the Mary uh, that I want to share with you about today. And that is Mary, the mother of Jesus. That is Jesus's mum. And the reason I want to share with you today about Jesus's mum is because I think I mean, there's loads that I could share, but I think there was something about her, a single characteristic that shines through that I know for me, I need myself personally in this season, but I'm pretty sure that maybe one or two or maybe a few hundred of us also need today. A few weeks ago, I was at uh, a wedding down in London. I love weddings. Anyone else love weddings? Uh, All the extroverts, we love weddings because we get to be with people. Um, All the introverts, like, I hate weddings. (laughs) But I love weddings. I love that moment, the powerful moment, two becoming one. Uh, I also love the speeches. And uh, the speeches at this wedding were particularly good, I thought. Um, There were four for a starter. The maid of honor gave a speech. Come on, big shout out to all the maids of honor. The father of the bride gave a fantastic preach, just unpacking potentially the best, second best father of the bride preach that I've ever heard. (laughs) my father-in-law listens in. And, um, and I'm always looking for a little story from these preachers. And I found one right at the end in the groom's message. And he was doing great. He was sharing. He was funny. It was engaging. He had us all. And then he lost us all in a singular moment because he started talking about how he and his bride-to-be went on a romantic date to a cemetery. And uh, we we're like, what? What's going on here? Well, we'll stick with it, we'll stick with it. But as he unpacked the story, it was actually really quite beautiful because as they were in the cemetery, I don't know how they got there, but as they were there, they, they saw a gravestone of this woman who'd lived a long life. And on top of it, it said, she loved so much that she taught us to love ourselves. I thought, that's brilliant. She loved so much that she taught us to love ourselves. And as I speak about Mary, it's actually not love that I want to talk about, although undoubtedly I could unpack because she had to love hard and she had to love deep and love long. But actually, it's not love, it's trust. It's trust. You know, I think if Mary lived with us today in this culture, if she'd lived and died and been maybe buried in Girton graveyard, then over the top of her headstone would be she trusted so much that we ourselves learned to trust. She trusted so much that we ourselves learned to trust because as we track through the whole arc of her story, we see she just had to keep trusting in God. When she's young, probably an early teenager, an angel comes to her and says, you're gonna give birth to God's son, she's gotta trust. Then almost kind of maybe straight away, maybe the next year, she has to flee an assassination attempt on her son's life. She has to trust. She has to 
raise God's son, like no pressure, um, bit of trust maybe needed there. She has to go through her whole life misunderstood with people thinking that she was either mad or a liar and an adulterer either way. She, commentators will say, probably lost her husband on the way. And then at the end of Jesus' life, had to witness her son, the one in whom she had been trusting, nailed to a cross. And then beyond that, she had to learn to trust in the new reality of Jesus raised from the dead. And what does that mean? And what does that, how does that affect my life now? As a young person, she trusted. As a grand adult, she trusted. She just kept trusting. Because sometimes in Mary's life, there was nothing else that she could actually do. And I know in my life that this whole thing of trust is something that God's been taking me on a journey on. And is continuing to. Because trust is so important. And I think trust, it's almost like, I'm so glad that we had Gallia share that amazing message last week on faith, because I almost feel like trust is the, the other side of the coin from faith. They're kind of the same thing with slightly different edges, and that faith enables us to step out into what God is calling us to. But trust enables us to stand firm, and to stand firm in the storms of life and in the valleys, and when you're up the creek without a raft and things around you aren't going well, as I know there's a situation in my life like this right now where I just need to keep on standing and holding firm and holding fast to God. And as we look at Mary, as we look at how she just kept trusting, then I think that we're going to learn something. And my prayer for us is the prayer of Paul in Romans where he says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you would overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So that's my prayer for you. And we're going to delve into the life of Mary and we're going to look at two particular moments in her life, and we're going to see what happens to our trust as we do. So the first thing we're going to look at is trust begins as we receive the words of God. Trust begins as we receive the words of God. Now today is a very special day, um, because today is 18 weeks until Christmas. Yes, that is very true. 18 more weeks till we get to celebrate Christmas, 18 more weeks of sleep, 18 more weeks of shopping. Some of you are like, Chris, I've already done it all. Did it on Boxing Day. Right. But we're going to delve into the Christmas story because it's never too early in the church for Christmas. And as we look in, this is where we first meet Mary. We meet her as a young teen. Luke chapter 1, I'm not going to read it all to you. Um, that's not because it's not good, it's just because it's very long. Uh, Luke chapter 1, the angel Gabriel comes to Mary and he says to her, You will conceive and give birth to a son. You're to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, the Son of of God. And I wonder what your response would have been if the angel Gabriel came to you and said, you're going to give birth to God's son. Um, I know for me, I think I'd be a little bit shocked at first. I'd be a little bit like, Gabriel, I lack a few of the necessary bodily organs to do what you're calling me to, but we'll put that to one side for a moment. Um, I think my response would be one of two Ds. The first thing would have been to deny that he had spoken. I would have been like, no. Not an angel. Can't have been. No wings. No halo. No angel. No thank you. Not today. Deny that he had spoken or maybe defer what he had spoken about. Would have been like, Gabriel, okay, I've got you. Um, I'm a little bit busy right now because I'm engaged to my fiance, Joseph. And uh, so why don't you come back in two years uh, on Tuesday? I'm going to be out and then we can talk about maybe giving birth to God's son. Deny or defer, push it away, push it down, carry on with my life, but no, not Mary. When we go to the story of Mary, we see these wonderful words where she says, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. 
May your word to me be fulfilled. Or jumping into the New King James Version, I love this. Let it be to me according to your word. Let it be to me. You're going to have God's son. Let it be to me according to you. In other words, I trust you, God. I trust you. And I've realized in my life that there's a lot of things that in my head, I'm saying I trust you. But maybe in my heart and my actions, they don't quite line up in exactly the same way. Um, Road signs are one of these things. Uh, I was driving along recently. I came to this sign in the road, said road closed. Um, And I thought, okay, I trust you, road sign. But I'm just going to, because you don't quite cover the whole road. So I'm just going to go around you and just see what happens if I keep going down this road. If Annabelle had been in the car, this never would have happened. Um, But as I go down, I then realize that the road is indeed closed, or in the process of closing, because there's lorries all over the place, and gravel and concrete all over. Oh, okay, maybe maybe should have actually listened to my head and trusted that one. Or sometimes it's when people say they're going to call you. Uh, I don't know if any of you have had this. We, uh, I had a doctor's appointment recently, and the way you make a doctor's appointment now is you call them up, and then you make a phone date, and they're going to call you back in a few weeks. So they're like, the doctor's going to call you on the 28th. I was like, 28th, great, it's in the diary, I trust you. And then in the afternoon of the 27th, the day before, I'm like, I'm just going to call them up just to check <laughs> if they're actually going to call me and do what they say they're going to do. And I'm starting to wonder if maybe I've got a few trust issues going on in my life. And um, you're laughing, but I'm starting to think maybe all of us have a few trust issues going on in our life. You know, the best way to tell that you've got trust issues is when you don't trust me when I tell you you've got trust issues. Um, But we do, we have trust issues. Comedian Kevin Hart said, raisin cookies that look like chocolate chip cookies are the main reason I've got trust issues. Like, oh, chocolate, oh, no. But we do... I think all of us have a few little trust issues. And in one sense, it's not surprising. Because there's lots of things in life that we can choose to put our trust on, choose to try and build our life upon, choose to take our security and our comfort from that ultimately let us down. Money is one of them. We build up savings in our bank account. Inflation happens. We've got a well-paying job and, and gas prices go up. And we're like, I thought I was all right. I thought this was good to trust him. But it's actually not quite as good as I thought. Or health. We eat our five fruit and veg a day. We do our 10,000 steps. We get our eight hours of sleep. We do all of these other things. Then just something comes out, a sickness and illness, and takes the legs out from us. We're like, I thought I could trust in this. Leaders, government leaders, bosses, maybe even church leaders can sometimes... Let us down. Friends can let us down, especially if, if I'm one of your friends and um, I've got a friend who doesn't like spicy food and I, I gave him a booner. I told him it was actually a vindaloo. Um, I think that gave him a few trust issues. Sorry, Greg, uh, if you're watching him. But friends can do things and say things because ultimately money's not perfect and jobs aren't perfect and health isn't perfect and people aren't perfect. And so where do we go for our trust? Well, we, well, we come inside, don't we? And we take the words of Arnold Schwarzenegger where he says, trust yourself. Three hours of practice, maybe down the drain. (laughs) Trust yourself, no matter what anyone else thinks. And we go, okay, right, come on then. We've got this self-confidence. I'm going to trust myself. And then I realize that that this is the same Chris who's been known to to be in a shower and wonder why the water's not coming and realize he's still got his cap on. (laughs) Don't ask. I'm not quite... (laughs) As clever as I think I am, I'm not quite as wise or capable as I think I sometimes am. And, and if I want to live the life God's called me to, then me, myself, and I is not the place that I can put my whole trust. And so where do we go from here? Well, well sometimes we might be tempted to just throw our hands in the air, throw it all up, and come to the words of Paul McCartney when he says, when I find myself in trouble, Mother Mary comes to me. 
Speaking words of wisdom, let it be. And everyone else said, let it be, let it be, let it be. And some of you have no idea what I'm talking about, but, but we live this life of just, just let it be, just kind of throw it to the wind. It's going to be all right in the end, isn't it? I don't know, I hope so, maybe. But the thing about Mary and the thing about any one of us who have put our faith in Jesus, we don't have to live let it be. We can live let it be to me according to your word. Let it be to me according to your word. Because this right here, the words of God, the Bible, the, the, the breath of God into communication with us, this is something that we can build our lives upon. These words, if we will read them and receive them, written by the one who in Revelation, it says his name is faithful and true, this is something that we can really build our lives upon. You know, I try and read my Bible every day. I don't always manage it, don't tell my pastor, but I try. And I know the days I do, the days when I open this and and soak in the goodness of God and the words of God and the promises of God and the wisdom of God, I have that little bit more trust and that little bit more hope and that little bit more faith and that little bit more peace than the times when I don't. But also there are moments when God will take a specific verse from the Bible, a specific passage, a specific story, and use it to speak right into our hearts. And for me, this happened, this happened many times, but one I particularly remember was a few years ago. Annabelle was, was ill, um, quite sick. And I remember, and some of you will relate to this, some of you are going through this now, I can remember the feelings that came up in that moment, the confusion, the doubt, the worry, the fear, and you kind of, you end up in this, this bit of a spiral. And, and one of the things that got me through, one of the things was friends and family gathering around, we all need that, but one of the things that really got me through was As I opened my Bible, I felt God give me a particular verse that I was able to to read and reflect on and meditate on and and receive it right into my heart. It was from Exodus and quite a long verse, but it basically said, I will take away the sickness from among you. I will fulfill the number of your days. And so I took that word and I was like, something awakened in me. I was like, okay, God, I'm going to take this word and I'm going to trust you because no word from the Lord will ever fail. That's what Gabriel said to Mary. No word will ever fail. This is your word. I'm going to trust that this will not fail. And I'm going to try and just try when everything's shaking, just to hold fast and stand firm. So I'd speak it out of my mouth. I'd think about this. I made a little phone background. Media team uh, didn't receive that as, a, as an example for church. But I made my own little phone background. And I looked at it and I walked up and down my lounge saying, I will take away the sickness from among you. That's your word. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to build my life in that. You're the God who heals all my diseases. You're God, my healer. By your stripes, I'm healed. You'll take it away. Way and you'll fulfill the number of her days. And, and thankfully, in this situation, Annabelle now is fully healthy and fully strong, and God, God came through in that. And, and the breakthrough is one thing, but the peace and the presence of God that was with me through it, that was another thing as well. So trust begins as we receive the words of God. The second thing I want to share with you today, trust go, grows as we reflect on the actions of God. Trust grows as we reflect on the actions of God. Are you ready for some more Christmas story? I think you are. We're going to jump back in. Luke 1 happens. Luke 2 follows on. Kind of makes sense. And, um, and the shepherds come. I love the shepherds. The shepherds come to see the newborn Jesus. And they're so, you can just picture them. They're like so bubbling with joy. They're like, we've just, we've just, had this amazing moment in the fields where we've seen these angels and they came in the sky. They were definitely angels. They had wings and halos, no doubt, angels. And they've said, come, and there's going to be a baby who's going to be the savior. We don't quite know what that means. And they come and they see Jesus and Mary and Joseph are there and all of the other 
characters, depending on what your nativity set has, and they're all there around, and the shepherds come, and they're so excited. And then the shepherds leave, and they head on their way. And it says this in Luke 2, 19. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. And I love this. I think this is a real secret to Mary. She took the words of God. She took what the Gabriel had said. And I'm sure there were many moments down the line when she had to go back to what Gabriel had said and be like, he's going to grow up to be the son of God. He's going to save us. He's going to be our deliverer. But she also took the actions of God when the shepherds came and the angels had confirmed it. And she treasured and she pondered. She treasured and she pondered. And these words are so beautiful. Let's just take them one at a time. Treasured. In the Greek is suntero. Um, if any of you remember that, next time I see you, Mars bar. Suntero, and this word kind of means to bottle up. And I love this. Mary, just picture this moment. It's like, okay, God, you spoke, and you've confirmed it because you've spoken to someone else. So it's almost like she just poured this memory into a bottle, put a cork on, put it on a shelf for a time down the line when she might need to bring it back and enjoy it and soak in it and let trust rise in her again. She treasured and bottled it up, and she pondered the Greek word there is symbolo, second Mars bar, opportunity. And this word ponder means to kind of like revolve in your mind. Uh, and I like to picture this a little bit like a hamster wheel. And um, I don't know what the hamster wheel of your mind is like. I think during the week, mine's often like, I've got so much to do, I've got so much to do, I've got so much to do, I've got so much to do. But Mary's like, no, I'm going to take that out of my mind. And instead, I'm going to put in this reality that God's son has come. That God has invaded the darkness. That God has come near. That God has promised his forgiveness. God has promised his freedom. And she revolves it and she ponders it and she stewards it and she reflects on it. And as she does, what do you think is going to happen to her heart? What do you think is going to happen to her levels of trust as she goes through that? We're going to see them rise. And we're going to see them rise. And we're going to see them rise. And this wasn't just a one-off thing for Mary. As we follow through the story into Luke 2, something else amazing happens with Jesus. Uh, Mary finds him in the temple teaching the teachers. And, and again, we come back and it says this, his mother treasured all of these things in her heart. She had a habit of reflecting and stewarding on the reality of what God had done. So I want to ask you here today, what do you do to enable you to reflect on what God's done in your life? What do you do to enable you to treasure and ponder the actions of God in your life? For me, I write them down. Um, I keep a journal. I don't write in it every day. And Annabelle and I have actually got one as a married couple where we, we take note of the particular things that God has done. Because as we do, it gives us faith and trust that what he's done before, he will do again. So when we come and we have a story as a couple of healing for Annabelle, we can go, okay, you've done it then, you can do it again. When we have a story of financial provision, multiple, 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 we go, you've done it then, and you can do it again. When we have a story about how he's come through and provided us two houses far above what we want, we say, you've done it before, you can do it again. When we've come through and been seeking wisdom and, and he's spoken so clearly, he's done it before and he can do it again. So I want to encourage you to treasure and ponder and reflect on the actions of God in your life. Write it down. Store it as voice notes. Whatever's going to happen, write it on a blackboard. Stick it on your mirror. Stick it on your fridge. But whatever God does, take time to let it get really into your heart and into your life. And I'm aware there might be some of you here today and you're saying, I don't really know what God's done in my life. I don't know if he's done anything. And Firstly, I want to tell you that he will have done. <laughs> there will be moments, maybe little moments, if you will just take a little bit of time this week to reflect and ponder. I think he's going to raise it up. But, 
But the other reality is this, that I don't live in the miracles of God every day of my life. I don't. But we do. As a church family, we do. There are so many stories of God coming through and God speaking and God moving. Just over this last week, I had two in particular. One of our youth leaders injured her arm at youth camp. We love youth camp. And uh, she, she, was, she said it was apparently quite bad. She was like pretending to the youth it was okay. Like, it's fine. She's like, it's not fine. And um, she said that as she lifted her hands in worship, the pain just went. And she was healed in that moment. As I hear that story, it helps me trust and it builds my faith. Another story, a, a lady in our Cambridge congregation, just, oh, really tough situation where just looking to see God break through. And I won't go into the details, but, but something happened and something has shifted as we have stood with her and we have prayed. And when I hear that story, I go, he's done it there and he can do it for me. Come on. Because, you know, God has called us to adventurous lives and bold lives and courageous lives. But, but he knows that as we go through it, we can't put our trust on anything else. We can't put our trust in ourselves. We have to build our trust in him, just like Mary. And as we keep reading the words of God, as we keep receiving them, as we keep reflecting on them, something happens in our lives, I think. I know for myself, I learn to plant my feet a little bit stronger, I stand a bit taller, I look a bit higher. So when we come to Sunday and we sing songs like Firm Foundation, it actually enables it to rise up. We see I've still got joy in chaos. I've got peace that makes no sense. I'm not going under because I'm not held by my own strength because I've built my life on Jesus. He's never let me down. He's faithful through every season. So why would he fail now? He won't. He won't. He can't. He can't fail because it's not in his nature. And the thing that I've been learning, as I go to his words and I go to his actions, it reminds me of the reality of his presence. Emmanuel, God with me, walking every single step in me, with me, all around me, by my side. It reminds me of uh, a scene in Finding Nemo. And um, Marvin, uh, his son, has been captured and taken away. Marvin's a fish. For some of you who haven't seen it, uh, it's not in the Bible. And Marvin is, he's heading into the darkness, literal darkness. He's heading into the unknown. He doesn't know what's coming. And, and his new friend, Dory, comes alongside him. He's distraught, and she comes alongside, and she, she says these words. Some of you might know, she says, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. What do we do? We swim, swim, swim. And I love the picture that I get from this. Is actually like when we're in the water, when we're struggling, when we're heading into the darkness, heading into the unknown, it's not like God's on the boat looking down going, just trust me, just keep swimming. He's here in the water with us. And he's saying, just keep swimming, just keep trusting. I'm with you, I'm for you. I'm the one who loved you so much that I gave my life on the cross for you. I'm the one who's so powerful that death could not hold me. Just keep trusting, just keep reading, just keep reflecting, just keep receiving, just keep praying out, just keep stepping out, just keep trusting. Because sometimes there's nothing more that we can do. So wherever we are, we're going to respond in a moment now. And I want to encourage you to stand, if you're able, in the room. If you're at home as well, Kingsgate Leicester, so great to have you joining us. Let's, let's stand. And why don't you just take a moment, we're just going to take a moment of stillness, to just bring to mind a situation where you need God to come through. In a couple of moments, we're going to pray for God to come through in that. But just for now, just bring to mind, it might be 
something that you consider as quite a small thing. It might be this insurmountable mountain that you're like, I've, got, I've done everything I can do and I can do no more. So why don't you just, you might wanna close your eyes, just kind of enter into this moment with you and God. Just bring that to the forefront of your mind. And then what I want to encourage you to do is just to, just to pray and speak out of your mouth and make a declaration and say, Jesus, today I choose to trust you. Jesus, today I choose to trust you in that situation. For some of you, that might be really hard to say and you're like, Chris, I don't want to do it. I want to encourage you to do it. Jesus, today I choose to trust you. Name that situation to him. Jesus, I choose to trust you in this sickness. I choose to trust you in the face of uncertainty. I choose to trust you for a job, I choose to trust you for a child, I choose to trust you for salvation, I choose, we're choosing to believe the reality of who you are, we're choosing to trust. You might wanna say, God, would you help me to trust? (laughs) Help us to trust today, speak to us. I pray even right now, some of you, where you need a word from God, a fresh word, he would speak it right into your heart. For some of you where you actually just need to remember a word he's already spoken, he would he awaken that. Come, Holy Spirit, awaken the words. Awaken the memories of where you've come through. Just let him speak to you now. As we choose to trust, awaken memories of where you've come through in our lives, or our friends' life, our family, our life group. Maybe some of you today, I felt as I was preparing, just need to let go of disappointment. Where it's like, I don't know what happened there. And God's actually saying, just choose to trust me now. Choose to let go of that. Maybe some of you, God actually wants to speak and say, this is what I was, that season where you thought I wasn't moving, this is what I was doing. (laughs) This is what I was doing. Jesus, we choose to trust you. We choose to stand on you because you are good and you are faithful and you are merciful and you are kind and you are able and you are with us. You're good. You're good. And your goodness will follow us all the days of our life right in this situation. Tomorrow, as we step into new situations, a year down the line, you're good. You're good. So why don't we let this song just rise up in our hearts. We're gonna sing together. You are good. You are good. You are good. Keep letting him speak. Keep responding. Keep choosing to trust. But let's let it awaken. Let's let it rise up. You're good. You're faithful all the time. Come on.